0: And that hobo with a Southern Twain show is back, coming to you something like live out of San Antonio, the 726. Of course, I'm the host, Joe Madness. Now it is Wednesday, the 30th in October, 2019. 2020 is just around the corner. Tomorrow's Halloween. So hopefully everybody takes their kids out, parties it up if that's your thing, watch some movies, whatever, right? Whatever you got to do to celebrate and have a have a good old time, right? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing yet. I think I think I'm just going to watch some horror movies, maybe play some video games, clean up a bit. And that's it. I don't know. Not much else. Not much else to do. So, figured I'd start this off with a story, right? So I was on the phone at work, listening to conversations like I usually do cuz, you know, that's what I do at work. And you know, if you don't you don't recall what I do, I caption phone calls for the Hard of hearing. So they got a phone, it's got a screen, and whatever the other person that's talking to them is saying, that's what I say. I repeat it so it'll pop up on the screen. So if they don't understand, they can just look down and read it, right? Read whatever that person said. So somebody's talking to their mom, they're having a conversation, and this guy keeps going, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Something something like that. And I'm like, alright, the bitch is coughing. Whatever, right? So I just put coughing. You know? Coughing pops up on the screen. And his mom's like, Hey, what's wrong with you? Or whatever she said. I mean, I can't really hear what she's saying. I can only hear what the person that's talking to them is saying, right? And he's like, I'm not coughing. What are you talking about? And she's like, well, the screen says that you're coughing. And he's like... Well, I don't know. You got to call him and tell him that it's broken or that it's malfunctioning or whatever because I'm not coughing. And then every other word that comes out of his mouth, he's like, uh, 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 uh." so I'm like, all right, well, coughing it is. (laughs) So every time he talks, he does that "Uh," and I just put coughing. And then she brings it up again, and they talk about it. and I'm like, well, the bitch is coughing, like, I don't know. I don't know what the definition of coughing is, but like, if it sounds like, or like, <laughs> then I don't know, I think it's coughing. There's not a, there's not a word that we use for like clearing throat or something like that. Jizz in throat, trying to clear, throw out. Like, there's not nothing for that, so. Coughing it is. Mm Mm-hmm. So, what has been going on? You know, the other day, actually, when we got off the episode last week, you know, I, I messaged Angel. Or actually, I called her, you know, later that night. And I was like, hey, what's up? And... She was like, why are you calling? And I was like, fuck you too, bitch. You know, and then I hung up. And then I had no intention of ever talking to her again, right? You know, because you get to the point where you're just like, man, you know, somebody doesn't want you around. Like, why are you going to keep sticking around? So I think I kind of had like an epiphany about it. We're just thinking I was you know, about previous conversations we've had and I've always told her I said you know no matter what happens I'm always going to be around as long as I'm alive like you're always going to have somebody around right like you'll never be alone so I promised her that a long time ago and I'm like I'm not going to break my promise to her like I don't care like, how fucked up or shitty she treats me. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, if she ever needs me, I'm going to try to be there. To help any which way I can. Mm. So I just messaged her and I was like, you know, I tried to. I tried to not talk to you. I think this was a couple of days later. I messaged her and... I told her that, you know, I, I tried, but like I'm not going to break my promise, you know. You know I made her a promise, as long as I'm alive, you're not ever going to be alone, I'll always be there. So the love that I have for her, like my love for her, will not allow me to break that promise. So what are you going to do, you know? I can't I can't do that. I can't be that guy that just makes promises and then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna break the promise, you know, like <laughs> so yeah, I told her, you know, I hope you have a good day tomorrow, whatever. And that was it, you know. I mean we've talked here and then, you know, just messaging, but nothing too crazy. I don't know what it is about her, like something about her that always gets me going. Like, sexually, you know. Like, I always want her. Anytime I'm, like, beaten off or something or, you know, whatever. Having my, my fun time with myself. I always think about her and it always gets me off. Like, I I literally want to fuck her all the time. And it's just like, uh, I wish I could. You know what I mean? So, anyways, enough about my sad portion of my life when it comes to love. So, I'm not really sure what's going on with that. The one thing I do know, though, you know, if she ever needs me, I'm there. So, yep. (sighs) I I like the last episode, though. I thought it was really entertaining. (laughs) I was listening to it and I was like, man, this is fucking awesome. You know, I hope they're all like that, you know. They haven't been all like that for me anyways when I'm listening to them. But hopefully for you guys. You guys are always like, damn. Can't wait till next week, you know. Or whatever you guys say. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It it really surprises me. Like, earlier I was thinking about this. I was like, damn, man. People keep listening to the show. Like, more people and returning listeners and I don't know it's always amazing to me because if I knew what kept people coming back obviously I'd probably keep doing that if that's what I wanted I'm not even sure what it is I mean am I that interesting I don't know I have no idea I personally I love the way I talk and the sound of my own voice you know Mm. You know, I had, a, I had a job interview lined up for today, but I didn't end up going. I, I didn't feel like paying for an Uber. And then I was just like, I don't know, man. Do I really want to go work there. So, I don't know what it's going to take for me to actually, you know, really, really, really try as far as just getting a different job. I guess, I guess it just goes back to the definition of insanity, you know, doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results, you know, like I, I guess I, I can't. I can't expect to get another job doing the same shit I'm doing, really, essentially. And then, you know, be like, oh, okay, well, this one's going to be better, you know? It's like, nah, bitch, it's not. Like, you've been doing this kind of line of work for how many years now? And you're still not happy, you know? But eventually, I guess, happy or not, I mean, the bottom line is I need more money, right? I guess that should be... I guess, take priority, right, over working somewhere that's not really challenging, that's easy, that's fucking, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, safe, I guess you could say. I mean, for me to get fired, I'd really have to fuck up. Like, my current job, like, it's so mindless. It's so mindless. Like, I don't even know how much percent of my brain I'm using, but it's not very much, I'll tell you that. Like half the time, I'm not even paying attention, you know, which is kind of weird though, because if you're not paying attention, how could you possibly like repeat and be able to actively listen to what people are saying? Well, half the time, I don't understand them. So that's a big problem. But other than that, I mean, if they're speaking clearly enough to where I can understand, then it's basically just like automatic mode. You know, like I'm on autopilot. You know, I read this quote. I want to say it's a Winston Churchill quote, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You know, it went something like this. <sighs> if I can even remember it, because I hate botching shit up, you know say like, why don't you just look it up no let me just try <laughs> okay so you know we all have problems right if you're going through a problem in your life you can't expect to fix the problem by being the same person you were whenever you whenever that problem arose you know well you can't you can't be that same person expecting to fix the problem that you had when you know being the same person that you were before when you had the problem right so I know that sounds a little confusing so I guess basically if you are living life and the choices that you're making are constantly putting you in these these predicaments you know and you're finding yourself in the same problem to fix it You can't be the same person you were, you know, when you're having these problems, these problems. You gotta, you gotta grow. You gotta, you gotta do something different. You gotta be a different person to overcome these issues. You know, I think that's very enlightening. Like, if you think about it, you know, because I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like floating through life right now. You know, I have these issues. You know, I'm having, like, money problems, I'm having trouble, like, finding my way around as far as, you know, maybe even getting a career or something along those lines where I can be happy with uh, the work that I'm doing. You know, not go to work just fucking mad, you know, about it. I'm not even really mad, I'm just, like, irritated. I'm just like, man, I don't want to be here, you know what I mean? And it shouldn't be like that so to fix this problem I can't be the same person that I have been this whole time I gotta evolve I gotta change I gotta figure it out so I'm able to overcome this and if I don't change if I don't evolve then I'm gonna keep having the same fucking problem the same problems right It makes total sense to me. Hopefully it does to you. You know, some of us aren't, you know, in a position where we're able to do something really about it. You know, like those bills pile up and we all know faith don't pay bills, you know. No matter how much you want to believe that there is somebody out there, a higher power that's going to fix your problems, right? You're going to lay your head down at night. You lay there in your bed, it's all comfy, maybe it's not, I don't know your life, but you're looking up at the sky, the ceiling, and you're praying, you're asking somebody imaginary to help you out, to help you with all your hardships, help this person, help that person, or whatever, right? Well, unfortunately, I I don't think it works that way. I think many people believe that it does because sometimes you get lucky and the next day, you know, there's a solution. Maybe there's somebody that just comes into your life or maybe there's been people in your life that have seen you've been struggling and they're like, all right, well, I'm going to help them out. Like, I'm tired of this shit. You know, I'm tired of seeing them like this. You know, they need help. I'm going to help them. You know, I don't think it's because somebody imagined it was like, hey, can you help this person? I got you. I got you later when you need a a favor. Just help me out with this one. You know, I don't think it works that way. I don't think, think there's a higher power out there that goes around, you know, telling people to help others. I think when you do help people, I think it comes from inside of you and nowhere else. I don't think it comes from some made up character or being that talks to you and tells you you must do this or that. I think you either want to help people or you don't want to help people. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. You know, I heard another conversation on the phone. I found rather interesting. I didn't really understand most of it, but fuck, man. If I was not on the phone for an hour with this this fucking phone call, maybe an hour and a half. You know, I usually... Hand the call off after 20 minutes because I'm annoyed. And, you know, many of times I, I don't know, they're, they're talking too fast and I need a break, you know. So I hand it off in hopes that the next phone call isn't all crazy. It's a little more manageable, right? Manageable to me. So this particular call wasn't, wasn't bad. So I was like, all right, well, let's write it out. And they just kept talking and talking, right? Just having a conversation. And I can respect that. I mean, I do that. I've been known to have long conversations with people over the phone, you know? So, I'm listening, and, like, right off the bat, you know, people were having problems, right? It seems to be a lot of the, the phone calls, you know, a lot of people out there in the struggle, or they're in their own struggle, and they think that, it's a big deal. I mean, it's a problem to them. This particular phone call had to do with the church. And <clears throat> I don't know. I, I really don't don't really listen to these calls where they're having to do with religion because I'm not religious. And it just seems to be a bunch of bullshit. But this one seemed to be a little bit enlightening, though. Just like, okay, well, this is the mindset that these people have. And this person's having an issue, like a legit problem to them. And they're talking about it with another person, right? So the issue was that the church that they've been attending has been losing a lot of people. And people don't like the pastor. You know, I wish I knew a little bit more details about it. As far as why people are leaving... Cause I think this would help the story out immensely, but I don't. As I said before, I'm only I'm only more or less able to hear one side of the story, right? So it's kind of like if you're watching The Lion King out of like Matumba, if that's even a character, right? Matumba. It's like, bitch, I don't remember Matumba being in a movie. I'm like, shut up. It's my story, right? So. If you're seeing it through Matumba's eyes throughout the whole movie, you know, it's like first-person perspective type of thing. You know, through words. Through a voice, right? Anytime you hear a story and it's going in your head and you're listening and all you can hear are words. You can't even read the words. You're just listening. I don't know about you guys, but always, I don't always picture stuff. Like, oh, they're talking about this tree and they describe the tree a little bit and I see it in my head. I'm like, oh, that's a nice tree. I wonder if it looks like that, right? You know, speaking about trees though, just real quick, off topic. Um, I was at work and, you know, they have a lot of young trees around. They have a lot of these young trees around. Anytime they clear out buildings, or the wildlife, you know, like, um, I don't know, land that has not been commercialized yet, you know, there's always, like, trees, there's always, like, bushes, you know, weeds and all, you know what I mean? There's, like, rocks and all sorts of shit, right? And then when they bring in the bulldozers and shit, they flatten the land, they level it, they take all the trees out and stuff, sometimes they leave some, but not really. They, don't really they don't really leave trees more or less just kind of ravage the land so they can put buildings up right I think we've all seen that one point or another in our own travels so <clears throat> I was looking at the trees around the, the office building where I work at and they're all young they're all young trees I mean the oldest might be like a decade old You know I just couldn't help but wonder though just like man after I'm long and gone these fucking trees hopefully they survive you know and they're gonna be so big so beautiful but right now they're just tiny there's little trees you know that they planted after ravaging the land so they can put this stupid building up where people can work right Work for nothing, right? Work for nothing, really. I don't know. That just popped in my head. And I was just like, wow. That's a crazy thought, though. Like, after we're gone, these trees are going to, like, stay in the test of time. Unless one of you's, you know, your grandchildren or something, come along and fuck shit up, right? So crazy to think about. I've always wanted to go somewhere where... You know, you're actually able to go to these places that you see on TV. Like, I don't know. Sometimes there's like movies where they're out in the woods, you know. And they're kind of like in this remote area. <clears throat> I'm in this forest somewhere where, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's something like Kentucky or Idaho or I don't know, someplace in the Midwest maybe even like a remote area in Washington. They have these ginormous trees, just like so big. You know, they go, they go like, I don't know, hundreds of feet in the air, it seems like. I always wanted to be around that, just experience it one day. I just thought that'd be nice. I don't know, something about nature's so beautiful. Like it's not not until like uh, humans come along and just fuck it up, you know? Yeah, even when you go on trails, like, there are always these signs that, you know, they they warn you about the snakes and whatever might be there, right? The dangers, the poisonous, like, fucking, I don't know, <clears throat> herbs and grass and whatever, you know? The weeds and whatever the fuck, right? <laughs> Anyways, just going back to the story, I guess. I just kind of went off topic there for a moment. But uh, anyways, so... Talking about this this predicament that this, this woman found herself in. So she's attending this church. Apparently people were leaving, like the congregation, the members of the church, have been leaving for a while. And one of the issues that she brought up was like, okay, well... You know, we've been contributing to the building fund, and there's so much money in there. And we're just kind of wondering where the money went. You know, every time I hear the building fund, I always think about fucking the kings of comedy. You guys have watched that? One of the guys on there, I forgot his name. Um, oh, he has his own, like, talk show now. He's a black guy, I forgot his name. But he's like, yeah, every church has a building fund. And they haven't put a fucking nail on a doorknob. You know, this building fund's been around forever. And they haven't put nothing on the fucking building. They haven't fixed nothing. You know, and this lady's like, talking about the building fund. And I just thought about that. So, apparently one of the guys, uh, I guess they got board members of the church, you know, it's probably one of those fancy churches, you know, they always want to have like a high, like a, I don't know, what do you call that? Hierarchy, right? You know, it starts with the members and then it goes to like, I don't know, the secretary or something and the the board members of the church. And then it goes to like the, the pastor, I guess is like the president or something. I don't know. And one of the guys was like, well, if you guys ever want to know what's going on with the money, just ask me and I'll tell you. And the lady was like, I heard this and I decided to look him up on Facebook. And I sent him a message and I asked him, how much money do we have in the building fund? And the response he got was. Oh, all the money that's ever been contributed to the fund is still there. And then it's like, bitch, that wasn't a question. Like, how much is in there? <laughs> you know, like, the motherfucker didn't want to answer it. After he clearly stated to her and others that anytime they had a question about anything regarding the church, he would answer it. I guess it kind of goes back to to show you that no matter what area you're in in life... Mm. whether it's your own personal life as far as home it has to do with your work it has to do with your religious life you're always getting bullshitted man you always are getting bullshitted you know people are always trying to pull the wool over your eyes you know and you should always stick up for yourself you should always stand up for the greater good even if it has nothing to do with you or if it does. Like you feel something something is wrong, something's a little off, right? You gotta speak up. You know, what is that saying? Close mouths, don't get fed, right? And if you don't know what that means, is if you don't say anything, then how do you expect a, anything to happen if you don't speak up, right? Especially if you got questions about anything, you should always ask. No matter how silly they may sound in your brain, like sometimes shit pops up in your head and you're like, fuck, should that, should I be thinking this? Like, I know something's crazy, right? Something's a little off. But should I really ask this question? The answer is yes, you should. If you need to know something that pertains to something, then you need to speak up. So that's what this lady was doing. Obviously, she got bullshitted. You know, and then she mentioned the hurricanes like everybody's heard about that like i don't know if it directly affected anybody that's listening right now hopefully you're not sitting in your fucking home right now listening to my podcast with no power or nothing you know don't waste your don't waste your battery on me but if you must i'm not gonna say anything but apparently this these hurricanes have been happening around affected her community so she mentioned that the church was in turmoil (sighs) i can't stop burping so she said that the roof was missing so i'm trying to picture this church in my head like i don't know if it's a new one or an old one it seems to be kind of like in a little country town you know by by the way she speaks you know But, but yeah, the church is in turmoil. There's questions about where the money that's been put into the church by the members of the congregation is going. Or if it's even there, right? You know, later on in the conversation, she mentioned that... That it was brought up and told to... uh, A select group of people that a lot of the money was not there so that sucks you know I'm not religious but you know when you hear shit like this it's it's really unfortunate you know a lot of people they work hard for the money and if religion helps you out in your life who's to say it's wrong right Like, if it does something positive for you and your community, the people around you, your friends, your family, people you care about, you know, this is what you depend on to keep you moving forward in life. And, you know, some snakes out there coming to your shit and they fuck it up. I mean, it's just, it's bad, right? Like, how do you catch these people that are doing wrong? Like, you must see it though, right? in some form or another that these people are not right for the situation. They're not they're not good for you. They're not good for others. You know, shits like this has been happening for a long time. You know, there's a there's a many situations in history, instances where, you know, people come in, you know, people see them as some kind of savior. They see them as something positive that's going to help them, and they do the complete opposite. They make things worse than what they were when they first arrived. Right? They leave it worse than they than it was when they first came. So, going back to the story, um, so this woman's mentioning all these horrible things, and then I guess she mentioned that the pastor's name was Elijah, it's a fitting name, right? I want to say Elijah's another name, maybe, maybe one of the, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, if you ever watch Children of the Corn, the main kid character, I want to say he's an old midget, like, he doesn't even look like a kid, you know? at least to me he did if he is a kid or if he was it's like fuck really god damn man got some of that Benjamin Button shit going on there so this guy apparently he was having an affair with like the pastor was having an affair with like somebody in the congregation right that was (laughs) married so they're talking about all this bad shit going on with this church and I'm thinking though I guess the the first thing that pops in my head is, okay, well, you joined this church, right? Like, have you been going there since you were a kid or something? Is this the only church you can go to in your area? Or maybe she feels that she she can't leave or she can't abandon her people because she's got so much stock into it already, you know? There's the building fund. They've been giving so much money to the damn church already. So there's that. It's easy to walk away. It's really easy. That's like one of the easiest things to do is to walk away from anything. I want to say most people, when they come into a situation, they're like, oh, they're looking around, you know, and they're like, no, I'm (laughs) going to walk away now. Right. Which is more or less instincts, right? Like if you roll up somewhere and people are looking at you crazy, maybe they have a fucking fork in their hand. You're salivating at the mouths and everybody is looking just like this person. You should probably run away because it looks like they're going to eat your ass, you know. Like literally eat you, not even in a sexual way, right? So, yeah, I don't know, but maybe it doesn't start that way, though. Maybe, Maybe everything was great, right? Like, you know, these sheisty motherfuckers, you know, they trick people, they they get people to drink the Kool-Aid, get them thinking that everything's great, and then they flip the switch. They just fuck shit up. You know, and she was trying to get advice from this woman, you know, the person on the other end of the phone call about what she should do. And she was telling this woman, she was like... You know, I've gotten advice from several people that I know, and a lot of them have said to pray it out. I was like, really? That's what they told you to pray it out? What does that mean? Like, I never really got an answer on like what that meant. I don't even think this woman knew what it meant. You know, I like to think I'm not a stupid person, but if I hear the words, pray it out, I'm probably going to be thinking to myself, you know what, let's not do that. That sounds like a waste of time. But I'm not religious though, so I don't know. Pray it out. So you're missing a roof on your church. Somebody's been funneling money away from this fund that people have been contributing to. And the pastor's cheating. He's committing adultery, which is a major sin, right, in in the Christian world. The pastor, no less, but... You know what? I mean, come on. Let's kind of let's kind of step back a little bit. At least he's not fucking the shit out of lots of kids, right? He's just fucking the shit out of somebody's wife. I mean, is that bad? I don't know. You know, I think that goes down... Goes back to just kind of... You know, those two individuals, you know? that are in the relationship, that are married. Just like, okay, well, they did something wrong to where their shit's not working and somebody's looking elsewhere for happiness. So their relationship's already in in shambles. You know, the marriage, it's already basically on fire. It's a fucking shit fire, man. This pastor just kind of steps in. He's like, hey, I'll heal you with my dick. And then, boom, he's in, right? She's like, I couldn't use some healing. You know, so I don't know. That's crazy. So pray it out is what they told her. I have no idea what that means. Now, another thing she heard, you know, while they look for a new pastor to take over this congregation, you know, the replacement from what I heard so far was. Some guy, she's like, this man is educated. You can tell he's a teacher, but he just doesn't know what he's doing. It's like, all right, well, at least he's trying, bitch. You know, I guess if he's not fucking the shit out of the women in the congregation, I guess that's a positive, right? And she mentioned these other names. Man, I I can't even remember their fucking names. Like at the time, I was like, man, I can't even forget these names. Because they were so interesting. One of the names was Dennis Powell. She was like, I hope Pastor Dennis Powell comes in. You know, she was so excited over this Dennis Powell guy. And right before then, she mentioned, I don't even know how we're gonna get a new pastor. How we're we gonna attract a new pastor if we don't have any money, and you know, all the members are basically gone, right? Like, how are we are supposed to attract somebody? And then the other guy she mentioned was like Kenneth, Kenneth Jalopy or something like that. Jalopy. Kenneth Jalopy, right? And I was like, that motherfucker sounds gangster. Do you imagine? Yeah, I'm Pastor Jalopy. And we begin this afternoon, this evening. Let's open to the book of Psalms. And the great Lord from the great book says, right? Some shit like that so apparently before anybody comes in what she needs to do from what she said was she needs to she needs to do a a religious fasting but she was asking the woman she's like how do I do that I've never fasted before it's like well if you use Google you'll know that fasting basically means you can drink water but not really eat anything Like, you can't eat anything. Like, how long are you going to fast? You know? I mean, you can go, I believe, seven days, I think, or like a week. Without food. No, it's, you can go two weeks without food, but you can only go like a week without drinking water, I think. Before your shit starts breaking down. So, I don't know, man. If those are your only choices, I think, from my conclusion, I find that you are fucked. Right? Like, I don't know what to tell you. It sounds sad. I wish I could help. And this whole time I was listening to this conversation, I was just thinking to myself, the only thing that could pop in my head was, Hey, Joe, what do you do about being a preacher? You know, let's make some money. That's all I could be thinking about. How horrible is that? Is that bad? Is it? Now let's kick this shit off. And that hobo is back on the mic so so this is the kind of first time I've actually told a story without actually really telling a story in my view and just kind of broke it down and spoke about it you know what I mean I just kind of felt like that would help a many of people out I don't know why but just felt like it would so yeah I just felt like talking about it (laughs) That was interesting, more or less, right? Hopefully you guys found, found it interesting as well. So, one thing that's been going on that I really have no idea or anything really about, knowledge anyways, because I'm really looked into it, is the whole Trump thing. Like, I know they're fighting over getting him impeached. Like, I know that much. And after that, it's just like, ooh, I got nothing, right? (laughs) You know, it's not like until after the shit happens, right? After the dust settles, that we actually find out what the fuck was going on. Like, I actually wish I had the cliff notes. You know, a broken down summary... Of the situation from both sides that way I could be like oh okay now I'm up to speed right now I know now i finally know but to me though even though it has to do with the president like I just I don't know I don't really still not even at that point I'm like you know what that's worth a Google rant you know one thing that I found interesting as well you know, is uh, kind of probably transitioning to the next segment I'm about to do is about about the movies that I've been seeing for the week, right? Kind of seems to be a recurring thing just because it's fun, right? You know, it kind of seems like all these people around the world, <clears throat> they always talk shit about, about the U.S. They always got something negative to say. You know, you know, I read something on the Internet, you know, some some fucking comments from an article I was reading. And this this particular comment had a was actually coming from somebody in Germany. And they were talking about how the U.S. president sucks so bad and the U.S. is this, the U.S. is that. And you know what? I'm not really patriotic, but when somebody's talking shit, you know, I kind of like to analyze it a little bit. Like, where are they coming from? Do they have a leg to stand on? Do they have a good argument, right? Just kind of shit that goes through my head. I didn't actually write any comments, but what did go through my head was something a little bit more like, okay, well, you're from Germany. German born in raised and it's like okay the Nazis got their shit pushed in they were actually on a roll though there for a little bit for a little bit you know but if your people were not part of the Nazi party like okay so Hitler fucking hated you you know what I mean now I don't know this person's life right obviously I don't know anything about them but the thing I do know is Germany would be the probably the least country to talk any type of shit. You know what I mean? Like, Europe in general is just like, why are you talking shit about the U.S.? If it wasn't for the U.S., you guys, who knows what the fuck would happen to you guys. Because we're basically the country that saved World War II. You know? I don't know if anybody knows that. Like If it wasn't for the US jumping in, Hitler might have taken over the whole fucking planet. I mean, I don't know. Him and Mussolini and the Japanese. I don't know. What would have happened? You know, the thing about the US, there's so many different people here. From all walks of life. And for the most part, this country was built on slavery, right? I mean... There's that. Horrible. Horrible shit. It was also built on foreigners. Immigrants. So. every, Everywhere we are. Everything that happens. You know. People got ties to all over the world. Right. Here in the states. Here in the US. So if something's going down in like fucking Germany. You know. Fucking the UK. Um china whatever right africa you know people from here they get a little bit sad right because it's happening in their homeland you know and just maybe they have embraced the culture and the life here in the u.s but you know it is what it is right i mean your people are from a certain place you know mexicans do this all the time except for me you know (laughs) Like, I don't really claim Mexico, like, at all, at all. So... Any, any shit happens in Mexico, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I'm not in Mexico. Fuck that. Fuck that place. You know what I mean? But a lot of people aren't like me, though. And that kind of brings me to my next thing that I want to transition to. Which is talking about the movies that I've been watching. The first movie I watched was called The Professor. Now, this one... Had nothing to do with World War II, but the second one did. Before we get back into that, let me tell you about this movie called The Professor Starring Johnny Depp, right? Everybody knows who that is. Some people think he's the sexiest motherfucker alive. I mean, I don't know. He could be in some people's eyes. You know, if you're a man and you like that type of shit, cool. You know, if you're a woman and you like him, fuck it. Why not, right? Maybe he'll get in his pants one day. I don't fucking know. But his movie is actually one of his better ones. That he's made in a while. It came out. uh, I want to say it came out recently. Maybe like 2017. So it wasn't wasn't that long ago. Basically it was about. Like the storyline. Was about Johnny Depp's character. Which is a professor at a college. And. He finds out that. He had stage four lung cancer. Motherfuckers never smoked in his life. The character, now I'm not talking about Johnny. I'm talking about the character, right? Because everybody knows Johnny Depp smokes like a fucking, like a fire stack, right? You know what I mean? All right, Johnny Depp smokes more than the fires and fucking Cali. That's how much this motherfucker smokes. So... The character has stage four lung cancer, never smoked a day in his life. He's got a family, right? He's got a wife, he's got a kid. And he's going through all this without his family knowing. You know, he's got his best friend that's also a college professor. And you know, he's just kind of lost. He's just, he kind of feels like, why should I do things the way I'm doing it if I'm not happy? My life is not, this is not great. I don't like what's going on. I mean, I only got, okay. Well, he actually sat down with the doctor and the doctor was like, okay, so if you do treatment, yeah, you might have a year. He's like, what about if I don't do treatment? Which would be kind of like what I would say. Cause I would be like, eh, you know what? My shit's gonna be fucked up anyway. like, fuck it. What do we got to live for? What do we got? I can't name anything. So the doctor told him six months, maybe. So this is what he was dealing with in his own head. He just found out that he just had six months, possibly. What are you gonna do if you only have six months to live? I don't know what the fuck I would do. I really don't. I mean, I'm a horny motherfucker, but would I wanna fuck the shit out of everybody at that point? I don't know. What would I want to do? I couldn't answer that question. I mean, one thing you can't take out of that, though. Somebody's misfortune, and you know, listening to that, seeing it on the big screen is just, okay. What if that happened to me? What am I going to do? You know, these are all choices that we, we have to make in life, you know, if we're given, we're dealt that shitty hand, Right? These are all choices that we have to make. There's no way around it. You have to make a choice. And that's the thing about life. We, we have plenty of choices. We have choices about everything. You know? What do you want to eat? What do you want to drive? Do you want to drive? What type of female do you want? What type of man do you want? You know, just choices and choices and choices, right? That's all life is really. It's just choices. You make good ones, you make shitty ones. So going back to this movie, uh, he decided not to tell his family, you know, which is his immediate family, you know, his, his wife and his kid. And he decided to go to work. You know, first thing he did was ask his, uh, his boss for a sabbatical. And he was like, raw, raw, raw. and he's like, yo, wait a minute. OK, before you open your mouth. I know, let me tell you something. I know that you're fucking the shit out of my wife. You're having an affair with my wife and you're married. You're having an affair with a colleague's wife that has tenure here at the university. So you're going to give me what I want because I'm fucking you right now. I'm pushing that in. That's basically what he told. He told him that, you know. Maybe not verbatim, but something like that. So, he decides to, to go to his class the next day. After hearing this shitty fucking news, right? He decided to go to his class and teach. Now, before he started his class, this is what he decided to do. He decided to let them know. And by them, I mean as students that it's not going to be a regular class anymore. You know, he doesn't have time for that. He he literally doesn't have any time for it. He said, basically said, if you showed up in sweatpants today, you need to walk out right now. Walk out of the class. If you don't read ever, aside from this class. Or any class. Then walk away. You know basically listing all these things. These characteristics. These traits of people. That he did not like and appreciate. And he let them know. That if they did stick around. That the most they were going to make in that class was a C. And if they just left right now. They are going to make a C anyways. And when everybody heard that. Most of them. Most of them left, right? Most of them left. So he's like, okay, well, the students that do stick around, you could make an A. But in order to make an A+, you have to teach the class something that we didn't already know. And right off the bat, there's this fucking feminist sitting in the corner. He's like looking at her. He's like, no, you're not going to talk about that bullshit in my class. Because if you do, no, you need to walk out <laughs> and walk out right now. So he's basically laying down the law, right? He's letting them know what's up. He's giving them their expectations all laid out so everybody's not confused, right? And then he's like, okay, well, you got to read a book. You got to talk about the book in front of the class and teach us. And after he said that, he's like, okay, well, he pointed at a black kid, right? he's like, yeah, it looks like you smoke. Do you smoke? He's like, no, sir, I don't. And then this other black kid lifts his arm up. And he's like, I smoke. He's like, can you give me a cigarette? He gives him a cigarette, right? He lights it up, never smoked a day in his life, right? And he's like, (laughs) right? And then he just, he gives it back to him. He's like, oh, this is disgusting. I can't, no, I can't do this. So, then he he tells the class, okay, well, I need to go on a binger, and if you guys want to join me, then let's go to the bar, and it's on me, right? So, they go to the bar, he wants to get to know everybody, they're all talking. He ends up picking up the waitress, he fucks her in the bathroom, because his wife's already fucking the shit out of his boss, why not, right, why not? So then after that, you know, he goes home, you know, he, he has it prepared that he wants to tell his family about this, right? About this cancer deal. You're all sitting at the table. He just made them steak. They're drinking wine. And his daughter's like, I'm a lesbian. And he's like, Oh, really? Are you? Okay. That's cool. And his wife's just a bitch about it, right? she's just, no, you're not. I know you better than you know yourself. You're not a lesbian. And the daughter gets offended. She gets up and she goes to her room, right? And they're having a conversation. He's like, you need to work on your parenting skills. So then after that, you know, you start to see that, you know, the cancer's really hitting them at that point. And... You know, he's sitting around, he's with his class on the grass, smoking weed, chilling, teaching. And then later on, he's in his office. And his one of his students brings him like paw brownies, right? Because he, he had asked earlier if anybody smoked marijuana, right? So they bring him paw brownies, or this guy did anyways. He's like, oh, that's very lovely of you, right? You got to be really nice to your your dealer. And the guy's like, yeah, if you, if you want some more, just let me know. We can talk prices. So he's like, okay. And the next thing that comes out of this kid's mouth was just like, really? Okay, this is crazy. Crazy to me anyways, because I've never been in the situation where I've ever really seen this or really encountered it. I mean... More or less, right? More, more or less. I've never really seen this. I've never done this, but okay. Anyways, the, guy, the, the kid's like, okay, looking at him. He's like, hey, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't even know his character's name. I forgot. I forgot his fucking name. He's looking at him. He's like, I want you to fuck me. He's like, what? Right? Johnny Depp's like, what? He's like, yeah, I want you to fuck me my ass. And Johnny's just kind of looking at him like, which is weird though, cause I was like, I was not expecting this, you know? I was not expecting this response out of uh, Johnny Depp's character. He's like, is your ass clean? And the kid's like, yeah, I mean, I think so. <laughs> You think so, is what he says. He says, I think so, okay? He's looking at him. He's like, what? Um... And then the kid automatically goes, I can suck your dick. I'll give you a blowjob. He's like, well, I've never done this before, but all right. So the, he's like, the kid's looking at him like, okay, well, that's a good enough fucking answer for me, right? Which I, I, that's what I would have done, like, or said, if I was in that kid's position and I wanted to fuck a bitch or something. You know what I mean? Like, different circumstances, but not really. I mean, it all comes down to sex, right? Like, I'm not gay. I don't want that shit. You know, as me. It would be pertaining toward a woman. But in this case, it's a man and a man, right? So he goes over there. He's like, uh, do we need a kiss first or something? Or He's like, no, I'll just suck your dick. He's like, oh, okay. So he just starts sucking his dick. Like, it's crazy. It's fucking insane. Like, I don't know. It's crazy to me anyways. So then after that, you know, his boss gives him a sabbatical. You know, there's more mourning. And he never gets around to telling his family that that he does have cancer. You know, what does end up happening toward the end of the movie is... know his boss is having some kind of party or something he decides to do a toast and by he I mean Johnny so he's he's standing up in front of everybody he's like I'm gonna talk and you guys are gonna listen and he tells one of the waitresses is going around serving everybody wine she's he's like you need to stand here right here and not move because it's gonna be a while so she tops him off on his wine he starts talking He starts thanking people that he loves, like his wife. You know, because they have an understanding. They've, They've been through some shit. You know, he has some real love for her. Even though they're not in love anymore at that particular moment. Like, I could understand that. Okay, you've been with this person a long fucking time and you're married. Like, whether or not somebody cheated or not. I mean, you still have love for that person, right? As a person. You know, he thanked his best friend. He looked at his boss. He said some shit to him. And then he let everybody know that he had cancer and he was dying. You know? You know, after that party, he had a moment with his daughter, which was not there at the party. And she asked him if he was okay. He told her he wasn't. And she said, Are you going to be okay? He said, No. I don't think he ever told her that he had cancer, but she kind of knew that something was wrong and that he wasn't coming back. You know, he gave her some advice. It was a heartfelt moment. It was really sad. It was It was actually really sad. You know, he gets in his car and his his, his daughter's out there, you know, standing by the doorway as he's getting in his car. He rolls down the window and he's like, you're going to be OK, kid. You know, I love you. And then he drives off, and that's the end of the movie. Like, it's, I don't know, it was a, it was an amazing movie, in my opinion. I really enjoyed it. You know, it's something that I didn't expect from Johnny Depp, but I'm glad he was able to portray that character in that way to really, <clears throat> you know, bring it all together for the movie, you know, the film. So, yeah, I really liked it. If you guys want to watch it, it's called The Professor. I haven't seen it anywhere, like as far as streaming wise. I get it on the DVD Netflix. Now going back to the other movie, where this whole segment started to kick off, you know what I was talking about. You know this movie's called The Darkest Hour. You know it's about Winston Churchill. You know, his rise to become prime minister during World War Two in Great Britain. So, you know, one thing I learned about this movie, which I mean, it's really hard to actually go kind of play by play like I did with the professor with this movie, because it's mostly just a lot of bickering, a lot of uh, a lot of comments, a lot of just I don't know. It wasn't really a story. It was just more or less them getting to the point where they placed him in power. And then what he kind of did, more or less, the struggle, right, when he took over as Prime Minister to try to help this country, that was already fucked, right? I mean, it's basically what it was. During World War II, Great Britain was fucked. Like, their neighbors basically were Hitler and Mussolini, right? You know, two mad guys. Two mad men. Kind of like the show, but not really. And we all know how that story more or less unraveled in history with World War II. With Hitler and Mussolini. And kind of what happened. But the thing I did know, though, about this Winston Churchill guy. I didn't really know who he was. You know, until I watched this movie. Like, I've heard of him, but I didn't really know anything about him other than he was European, right? I think that's what probably most people know about him. Now, if you don't like historical movies, this probably isn't the movie for you, but it's fun to talk about, though. It's interesting. Because if you don't know about the past, how could you possibly help the future? How could you help your future out? Because you're bound to repeat the mistakes of your ancestors, of the people prior that lived before you, right? By learning things that have happened in the past you know these people already gone through it you don't have to make those same mistakes because you already know it's a terrible idea or maybe it's a great idea to do it this way so more or less you know before he even became prime minister people hated winston churchill like his own countrymen like they respected him kind of like it was more split like 50 50 right Cause apparently he's already been appointed to different, <clears throat> different things, you know, in politics, which didn't work out too well for him for whatever reason, you know, he made a bad choice or, you know, things didn't go as he planned and, you know, shit happens, right? Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Man, I ate, a, ate some hot dogs earlier. Kind of seems like it's bothering me a little bit. Take a swig of the beer, feel a little bit better. Take another swig, you got a party, right? <laughs> All right, so let's see, how do we start this? All right, so at the time that they appointed Winston Churchill to be Prime Minister of, of Europe, and if you don't know what the Prime Minister is, that position, Is basically equivalent to the President of the United States, right? Except, the only reason it's not, basically the same thing, is because in Great Britain, even to this day, they still have a queen, a king, or whatever, right? Like, that's the shit. Like, that's basically what they're known for, and that's what they've always done. You know, that's what they want to do. So... Instead of letting the king or the queen rule, make those hard fucking decisions, they have a prime minister, which is basically like a president, right? So the guy before Winston was, he fucked shit up. Let's just put it that way. He put them in a position where nothing was working and they're like, oh my God, oh my God, what are we going to do? So they bring Winston in. After everybody was like, no, no, don't do that. And the reason why they didn't like him was because, like I mentioned before, you know, the shit that he was given, like, as far as tasks to complete just went wrong. He just failed, right? He was known as a failure up to that point. But the reason why people liked him was because he was able to speak with his words, right? Right? Which goes back to Dale Carnegie in his book, how to influence people and make friends, right? Like I was telling you guys before, it doesn't matter if you know anything. If you're able to talk, you can talk away to anything. It's a beautiful skill. Which I'm still working on. So basically, Winston was known as a guy, as they refer to him as the movie was an orator. I think that's the word they use, order. Basically, you could talk, but everybody saw you as a fool, right? So that was basically what these people known him as for, right? Which, I mean, if you, you look at that time of age, that was basically like the 40s in Great Britain. And the British people have always been known as like fancy, right? Fancy. You know what I mean? Sit around drinking their tea. They're all proper and shit. I don't know about today. Today's probably more different. You know? But during that age though. That's pretty much the way it was. was. You know and. That's why more or less people did not like them but. The people, basically the people in charge didn't like him, but the the people, the people, right? The people on the ground loved him because he was able to inspire. He was able to talk. So he got appointed as prime minister. Now, during this time, France is like getting their their shit pushed in. They're like, yeah, we're going to... We're going to like retreat and we are basically going to talk peace with Hitler. And if you forward to today's age, you already know you couldn't do that. You could not talk peace with Hitler. Because if he said there was going to be peace, basically his peace was like, we're going to fucking kill you. Right? That's the way it was. But during that time, people didn't know that. People did not know that. I don't know how. Like, I guess it wasn't that much TV. I I mean, there was or something. I don't fucking know. I mean, if you're in Europe at that age, you know, that time of age, it's like, okay, you know that the Holocaust is going on. They didn't call it the Holocaust, I don't believe, at that time. But you've had to have known what was happening, right, with the Jews. So the... Even believe that you could have any peace with this motherfucker. It's just asinine. Like, what is wrong with you? Right? So, basically, most of Germany has already fallen. Great Britain is in the war with Germany. France is in a war against Germany. And... France is just like, we, we got nothing. We got nothing left. And Churchill's having this meeting with, with the French. And he's just like, no, you can't give up. No. Like, what are you talking about? You know, so he's, he's just really trying to get them to motivate it to keep going. Which is crazy because he can't even motivate his own people. Like, he's talking to his, his people and he's like, no, we can't fucking give in to his demands. Like you can't we're all gonna die so he's telling me he's like we're gonna fucking die fighting if we're gonna die at all but i tell you right now we're not gonna fucking die we're gonna win so he's having to deal with the french giving up he's having to deal with his own people in power giving up and everybody just wants to talk peace with hitler that's basically what everybody's boiling down to but the king at that point He's more or less kind of, like, on the fence. He doesn't know what the fuck to do, right? He's kind of got, like, the last say and everything. But he's kind of, like, letting his people in charge kind of work through it, right? Which is not a bad strategy. You know, so later in the movie... You know, Winston is dealing with all this crap, man. Like everybody in charge is telling him they're like yeah yo like all our troops are fucked we're gonna die he comes up with this idea where this you know some of his troops like a small amount like a small portion is out like by some country they're over there chilling you know doing their own thing and he's like okay well all of our troops basically are like surrounded by hitler's ships and army like if we can bring these guys around to distract them and kind of pull the attention away from these for most of our troops then maybe we can get these guys or a good majority of them away from danger by using these these domestic ships which are not like military ships they're just like regular ships boats and try to get them to like a big old fleet of just regular ships To come back to the Great Britain so they can get away, right? And they're all telling him, they're like, well, that's a suicide mission for these guys. And he's like, would you rather save 300,000 people or 10,000? And they're looking at him like he's crazy. They're like, peace is the only way to go. And he just gets so angry. He gets so fucking mad. And he looks at him. He's like, you can't reason with the tiger when your head is in their mouth. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's powerful. That's powerful fucking shit. And that's true, right? You can't reason with a tiger if your fucking head is in their mouth. Like, what are we talking about right now? You are talking about peace when they're about to eat you. They're about to kill you. Like, it don't, it don't work that way. It does not work that way. You know, even at one point in the movie, you know, he calls the U.S. president, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Teddy Roosevelt. I think that was the president in the 40s, right? During this time period where you're, you know, World War II, right? So Teddy more or less was known as kind of like a, a burly, like manly man, right? And he had glasses, he had full cheeks, he had a beard, I think. Now, I'm not really too savvy when it comes to World War II history, but I know a little bit, right? You know, I know Pearl Harbor happened during that period. Now, a lot of people believe that, you know, Pearl Harbor was a conspiracy to get the U.S. involved in the war, right? Which kind of makes a little bit of sense. You know, cause in the film, you know, Churchill does call Roosevelt up, the US president. And he's like, hey, we bought these ships. Is there any way that you can bring them over? Can you help us? He's like, well, they just passed this law. And he's like, come on, man. We just paid for these ships. Like, can't do this. He's like, my, my hands are tied. Even at one point, he's like, okay, what if we move them to Canada, right? This is what Teddy's telling him, the U.S. president. And then when we get them across the border, you can go over there, not using any motorized vehicles or anything. You can get some horses and pull them to your ship and take them back. And Churchill's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> so at that, you know... Using that as an example, it, it would kind of make sense that, you know, they would use Pearl Harbor as a way to get the U.S. involved in the war. But I don't know. I really don't know. Why would you intentionally want Pearl Harbor bombed, you know, so that the U.S. could jump into the war? So that's basically what happened in the movie, you know, Basically. You know which is uh, it was interesting to me because i didn't know anything about the great britain like side of it you know i didn't know who winston churchill was apparently he was a great guy who was able to talk and he moved he motivated his people to get them to fight you know you know even got to the point in the movie where the king actually went to him he was like, I didn't believe in you. I didn't believe in you at first, but yeah, whatever you gotta do now, just do it. I don't want peace with them, cause that's not happening. That's not even an option. I want you to get the people to fight. You know, that's what we need to do. And Churchill was like, Wow, my own people that are in charge don't even want that like I've lost most of my support and he actually told him to go out and get you know test out the vibe from the people get a feel and see what they wanted and that's what he did he jumped on a subway train and he was actually talking to the people on board and they were actually really surprised because they're like oh shit it's Winston Churchill right I guess it would be kind of like Obama jumping on a fucking New York City fucking subway while he was president, right? Equivalent to probably something like that. And yeah, people were telling him, no, fuck no, man. We're not, we're not going to give up. We want to fight, you know? And that's what he decided to do. He decided to motivate his people, tell them exactly what the people wanted, tell the people in charge what the people wanted. So that was the story of that movie. The darkest hour. Now. It's easy to look back at the past. And be like okay. Well this person fucked up. That person fucked up. Right. You should have did it this way. You should have did it that way. But just so many dynamics though. You got so many countries involved. And. You don't. If you're in charge. Like how do you know what to do. That's got to be a scary position to be in. You know, especially if you got all these people around you that do not support you. You know, they see you as a failure. You know, basically how World War II ended was the Japanese were working with uh, Hitler and Mussolini. And I think where they fucked up, I mean, everybody kind of knows, I guess, the, the rabbit's out of the, the bag, right? They fucked up when they attacked the U.S. and Pearl Harbor because that got everybody in the U.S. motivated, wanting to sign up the next day. <coughs> or basically, as soon as it happened. Had every young man, every fucking old person want to sign up, wanted to help. Because we just got bombed, you know. <clears throat> but before that, the U.S., they want to no know part of this war. Which is kind of strange if you think about it, because it seems like nowadays it seems like most Americans want war. You know, the ones with guns, which is basically most of the population, want something to fight. They want something to fight. I don't know why. Like, why can't you just be happy with your kids? You know what I mean? Your family. Get a hobby. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're like, nah, we want war. And it's like, all right, well. Uh, that's stupid, but okay, right? So basically after Pearl Harbor, every American basically wanted to sign up and fight. You know, and that's what happened. A lot of people signed up. A lot of people died. But if the U.S. would not have jumped into the war, then the world as we know it would be a different place today which is uh, it's, it's a scary thought. It really is. Let's take a break. And we reached the end of the show. Hopefully keep it going for a little bit longer. I think it's been a fun show, hopefully I didn't bore anybody, you know, talking about history, talking about movies, talking about conversations and more about religion. I think there were some good takeaways about everything said, right? So, I came across this podcast about two NBA players started. Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes. Now we're talking about this. We're actually having this uh, player. His name is. The fuck is his name? Fuck. I forgot his name. It's like JR or something. JR something, right? That's his name. Now, If you don't know who this guy was or is, he um, he actually played with LeBron when he was playing in in Cleveland with the Cavs. I can't remember what game it was. I think they were playing the Warriors. They were in the finals. They were playing the Warriors. And there was something that happened. He's known for... I think it was like toward the end of the game, he got a rebound. He thought they were winning, but they weren't. And he was just kind of standing there. And then LeBron at the end of the game's looking at him like, "What are you doing?" You know. So he basically fucked that play up. And a lot of people blame him for the for the Cavs losing. Which is crazy, though, because it was only the first game, I believe. <clears throat> and if you know anything about basketball, when you get to the championship games, you know, you still got five more chances, right? In total, six games. So if you lose one, it's not really a big deal. Like, you don't want to lose any, essentially. But there's still five more games. You got a chance to win. But they didn't win. They didn't win. You know, after this play, there was a lot of memes about JR. They're saying he smoked weed, he was high, that's why he fucked it up. Just all sorts of mean things, right? He was talking about it. Talking about how he lost. Actually I don't even know if he lost a family member or not. But he went to jail for a little bit. He said when he went to jail, nobody came to visit him. It was just like one person. Family, friends, nobody came. It just kind of fucked them up. So I can understand that though. You know, when, when you're on top, everybody's got their hands out and when you're not, nobody gives two fucks, right? You know, at that point he said he realized who the people were in his life that were important and who the ones the ones that were not. So even though he was faced with adversity, he was able to come out with something positive out of it. You know, he realized who his, his true friends were, the people that really cared about him. But yeah, he said after he got out of jail that you know, he didn't give a fuck about himself anymore for a while. He lost himself. <clears throat> you know, that's, that's crazy, though. Um, a lot of time, the, the media, they want, to, they want to judge these athletes, these celebrities. And then nobody really asks why. Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you acting that way? Are you okay? You know? She's the biggest question is just like, are you okay? You know, everybody sees that these people got money and they're just... That's the, that's the most thing they're fixated on. They're like, oh, you got money. Everything's great. Like, what could you possibly need? They forget at the end of the day, everybody's just a person. We're all people. Whether well, you got money or you don't got money. Everybody's going through some shit, you know? You know, I thought it was a really interesting uh, podcast. It's about an hour long. It has video. They were just talking, you know, just just chilling. You know, it's unrelated, but it's kind of related in a way. You know, I think I've mentioned this a few times. It's, it's crazy how people talk shit about athletes. Like, especially the media. They're quick to say that somebody's a bum or they're, they're not any good. They fail to realize that... Like in the NBA, there's only like a 450 spots available on a team. So it's basically like, at the most, maybe like 15 players on a team. You know, these, these athletes that are in the NBA, none of them fucking suck. You know, it might appear to you, to us, that maybe one of them's not any good, but... <sighs> Think about it though. Really think about it. If there's only 450 spots available, that's not very many. I'm talking about 450 people. You know, there's, there's small fucking counties in America with less people than that. You know what I mean? There's counties with about that amount of people that are really tiny. They're just a dot on the map. Sometimes most of them don't even appear on the map. So if you're in an organization where there's only 450 spots available for at any given time. And there's literally probably a billion people who want to be in that spot, one of those spots. You mean to tell me one of those guys, especially if he's not riding a bench, <clears throat> is a shitty player, is horrible. We've all heard it before, right? We've all heard it. We've all heard somebody talking where they're like, oh, this person sucks. It's like, how do they suck? They make millions of dollars. Somebody is paying them millions of dollars to be where they're at. And it's not because they suck. You have to be able to do something to be able to play basketball. They're not just going to let you play. You know what I mean? So think about that next time you trash a player, man. You know, I'm not sitting here trying to defend these players or anything. I'm just kind of like dropping knowledge i guess i mean i don't know you, you won't ever see me hear me sitting there saying that a player sucks you know i might be upset because they beat my team but it's like goddamn, man these these guys do not suck you know what i mean i wish i could play i wish i had half the skills that any of these players had you know i'm jealous of the guys that play on the bench You know, there's there's players that play on the bench I mean not play on the bench but that ride the bench they don't even play and they make like a million dollars all they do is work out they work on their game and when it comes to game time they just sit on the bench and watch the game the best seat in the fucking house doesn't mean you suck it means that the rest of the players on the team that are above you are just that much better but when they need you, they're going to put you in there. I mean, think about this, though. Why would they put a shitty player on, on a team? That wouldn't make any sense for anybody. Even business-wise, it doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's a, little, <laughs> it's a little irritating when people say that athletes suck, you know? It's like you're just mad because they don't pay you to do whatever they're doing you know that's all it is you're just upset just admit it you know we all get upset it's all good just don't go around trashing these people man you know and then another thing that's bothersome is when they talk about their families you know they don't care about their families it's like why you gotta bring that up like that has nothing to do with sports if he made a bad shot, okay, say, okay, he's he's fucking, he sucked at that shot, you know? He could have done better, you know? Trash him on that. Fuck it, right? Why not? You know, at the same time, I kind of realize it is a business. You know, these, these media personalities, they got to talk about the game. It's like, okay, you got to make it entertaining for people watching or people listening to you. I mean, I'd love to be in a position where I got paid to talk about sports, you know, even though I don't really know too much detail, but I'm, I'm sure I could come up with something amusing, but I don't know. It'd be hard for me to sit there and be like, you know what? This guy sucks. You know, without me being like, you know what? Just kidding. I mean, you're, you're good. You know, you're just not as good as this guy. Right. Or something like that. (sighs) That's crazy though. It's like, where do you draw the line, though? Cause I mean, I can see it from the media's point of, point of view, you know, their perspective that they gotta sell, right? They gotta sell. They gotta get people to watch. If you don't say some crazy shit every now and again, you know, to get people, keep people watching and listening, then <clears throat> your show goes down, and then you don't have a job anymore. I don't know. I guess at the end of the day, I guess it's uh, just like everything else. Just a double-edged sword, you know? Fuck me if I do. Fuck me if I don't, right? <clears throat> just another day in the office, really. You know, there's just so much going on, you know? I wish I could sit here. You know, I say this all the time. I wish I could sit here all day and just talk. I don't get paid much to do this. Anything really at all. So I don't do it for the money. Hopefully, eventually, the money will be there. But, you know, until it is, I mean, shit. I'm, I'm sitting here recording out of a shed. An empty shed. You know? I got problems of my own, just like everybody else. You know, one thing that does kind of bother me a little bit is just seeing all the lonely people out in the world, you know? There's so many lonely people out there, even people with kids. (sighs) It's just like, damn. Why has it got to be so hard to find somebody that you can get along with and you're going to love and you're attracted to and stuff, you know? That's crazy. It's craziness, right? You know, I I think that um, when two people come together... They're attracted to each other. Doesn't matter the situation. I think they could make it work. The problem is most people don't want to make it work. You know? It might be one reason or another, but... You know, everybody's got their faults. You know? Nobody's perfect. It's kind of like J.R. Smith, right? That's his last name, Smith. You know, he fucked up that play. A lot of people berated him. They just fucking jumped all over him. Just busted his balls forever made memes and all this shit that's got to be tough man it really does you know he went to his coach he was like man i'm sorry i'm sorry i fucked that up and his coach was like why like if you wouldn't caught that rebound what would we be talking about right now we would have lost the game anyways we were already down he was like oh yeah you're right So, I mean, that's the thing, though. We're all humans. We all fuck up. It's in our nature. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody does. Some mistakes are bigger than others, but if you don't learn from them, that's where you're really fucking up on your own. You come out of your mistakes with more knowledge than you came into it with, and you're already a better person. You are already ahead of the game there, you know? If you don't ever make mistakes, you're not ever gonna learn anything. Maybe you fuck up at work, you know? Feeling bad about, about shit that happened at work. You know, I had, you feel in your brain, in your head, in your own world that it had everything to do with you, right? You know what? You got to move past that, though. You can't just sit there and dwell on it for the rest of your life, for weeks. You acknowledge it, you make some adjustments, and you move forward, right? That's what we all got to do in life. I think when we all learn that, I think it'll be better for everybody, you know? (sighs) So, there's a lot of good takeaways from today's show. You know, I I talked about that quote, you know, you're dealing with a problem. You can't be the same person that you were when that problem came about and expect uh, to fix it. You can't be that same person. You have to adjust. You have to change some things around to fix it. You know, the same person that, that was there when that problem came up cannot fix that problem you can't you can't expect that person to fix it you have to realize what the problem is and you have to make some adjustments and do better right now if you can't at least keep trying you know that's what I think basically what we're all doing is just keep trying we're keeping trying, and we're all trying to do the best we can in this fucking crazy world of ours, right? Having to deal with all these people, having to deal with everybody, different personalities, different moods in any given point in time, it's just, it's outrageous. <clears throat> it's the holiday season, and I'm still alone. And I'm sure most of you are as well listening. And if you aren't, then good on you. Hopefully you're happy. Hopefully you are. You know, in the meantime, if nobody else has anybody else significant in their life, there's no reason why you shouldn't not be happy by yourself. You know, you should enjoy your own company, work on yourself, better yourself, get a hobby, right? fucking everybody knows what my hobbies are you know I just um I just realized that 2k fucking fixed a problem that they were having in the game you know and it was crazy though because I forgot I forgot this you know the first character I made in in 2k you know the whole time I've been playing um you know, the back of his jersey, his name has never appeared in the game because there was some kind, some type of glitch. Something wrong with the game where his name would not appear in the game, right? And then uh, I was playing the other day, and I was like, oh, shit, his last name is Jackson? <laughs> like, I forgot all about that. I forgot what I called him. I called him Miguel Jackson, you know? Because I was thinking of Michael Jackson. I was like, why do we just call him Miguel Jackson, you know? So I put M-I-G-E-L. Instead of the regular name, like M-I-G-U-E-L, right? So just kind of changes that up. And, you know, they were saying his last name in the game. And I was like, oh, shit, he's in the game now. Like, legit now. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing. I've been trying to, trying to get the wins. But I think I've only played, like, five games so far, you know? and my win percentage is at 27%, which is not high at all. You gotta have that 50% at least, and it's, it's really tough, man, it really is. Like, that game is difficult. Like, I'm not that great, but I think I'm all right, you know? So I'm just, I'm continuing to try to learn, trying to do better. I recently did make another character that could shoot, um, you know, the ball, right? Shoot the basketball. Further than the layup, further than a dunk. Shoot some threes. <clears throat> Shoot some inside shots that are like not anywhere close to the rim, you know? I guess you would call those mid range shots, you know? But yeah, it's been fun, though, playing. You got me a headset. You know, so now I can communicate with other players. And that's it I guess that's all I got for this week Hope everybody enjoys their Halloween Have a spooky old time you know, I wish his, this episode could have been more Halloween related But Hope you guys enjoyed it All the same As always I'm that motherfucker With a million dollar voice It's that hobo with a southern Twain show You guys already know what's coming. I'm out, bitches.